0: Good morning and welcome everybody, you're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across the Faith FM network, right across Australia and unfortunately for you on this amazing morning you are listening to the delayed broadcast, but that's okay, we can tell you what's coming up in the show, we can prophesy because it has already been done, yes, not indeed. that we are prophesying because mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. not a prophet, neither the son of a prophet and Mon is not a prophet, neither is she the daughter of a prophet.
1: Not going to be a prophet anytime soon, sorry. Yeah, just, well, you never know, the well, Bible yeah, I, does say sorry. the whole. The spirit is going to be poured out
0: at the end of time with great power. So.
1: Yeah, I, sp- I suppose it's true. It's a true story. I could maybe <coughs> in a very long shot.
0: <laughs> anyway, so coming up in today's show, we have a story about what? All kinds of things.
1: Look, I'm super distracted because a puppy just came into the studio, Lyle.
0: Oh, no. Puppy
1: alert. Check out our Instagram.
0: Bra- bra- Mon's brain has melted and is now I, running out her It's ears. all puppy
1: mush now. It's all gone. It's all, the day is over for me. <laughs> There is no more common sense here. Nah, we have a great show coming up. We have some good news. We have some recent news. And, uh, you know, regarding sugar and brains, actually, speaking of brains. Oh, it looks like the puppy went to the toilet in the foyer. the of our studio ah well that's what puppies do and uh, we also have our giveaway of course that we are making available to our delayed ca- broadcast listeners which that's is the scarf news. yeah so give Absolutely. us a call give us a call anytime. time doesn't matter if it's delayed or live uh, 1-800-FAITH-FM you'd like to register your details to win the scarf that we'll be giving away next week or this week as you're listening to it
0: but if you'd like to be on the live show then uh, just flip over to faithfm.com.au or go to the tune-in app and you can listen live
1: we also have the final installment of the not Trilogy, Quadrilogy?
0: The four-part the, series. The, the,
1: yeah, thank you. The four-part interview series of Esme and Arthur Brenner which is uh, coming to its conclusion, and we'll be putting up details on our socials for that. And uh, people, it's been very popular, probably our most popular interview this year. Um, people have been loving the information, um, the testimonies of Arthur and Esme. So, yeah, check that out today. Stay tuned for that.
0: And I'm going to be talking about the latest company that has well, – the first company in the world to reach $1 trillion worth of value.
1: Someone's finally cracked the trillions.
0: And somebody else is close on their heels and about to crack it right behind them.
1: It's funny that, like, you know, saying million now is not really that much where it used to be. I wonder how long it'll take before saying a billion won't really mean that much either. You yeah, Can I remember you when I was a little kid and
0: you talk about someone's a millionaire. Yeah. That's kind of meaningless now. Someone's yeah. a billionaire, you know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's meaningful. <clears throat> and my kids are going to be talking about someone's a trillionaire.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they'll probably have a million because that'll be like standard. It's a
0: sign of the times. Jesus is coming soon when you have companies that are bigger than other countries. You know that Jesus is coming soon.
1: We, of course, have our question of the day, our popular segment. And uh, Lyle will be talking about the origins of the Bible. Very interesting. You can also check that out on our social media. We've put up that video already. Uh, But stay tuned. Great show coming up today. We are glad to have you along.
2: Though I speak with tongues of men and angels, though I have the prophet's gift, Though I hold the keys to hidden knowledge that my faith can mount shift Without love I am no better Without love it's all for naught Lord, you spend your life in loving others What this means I would be taught
3: Love
4: is patient, knows no envy, never gloats when others sin. Love is never glad to see injustice, always wants the truth. Shall
2: fail without your grace Though there'll be an end to hidden knowledge Visions, raptures, prophecy Faith and hope and love shall last forever Of the greatest of the three Without love I am no better Without love it's all for naught You gave your life in saving others What this means I would be taught Lord, you spent your life in loving others this means I would
0: be done. You're listening to Matt and Josie Minikas. though I speak with tongues here on Faith FM. And Mon, you are wearing a blue scarf this morning, but not the right blue scarf.
1: No it's correct. I'm wearing a different blue scarf. This one is not to be given away. You wouldn't want this one. I got this from an op shop and it's full of holes. And it's kind of thin. Yeah. Well not, it's not warm and fluffy like the other one. Yeah, this one is like like almost more medicinal because it is it is pure wool and uh it is very scratchy. Oh. It's nothing like the one we are giving away on a air. Fluffy thick one. Yeah, <laughs> which is a fluffy, soft, snuggly one. We've had some people commenting on Instagram, they wanna enter into the giveaway. So if you would like to win the fluffy um, snugly blue scarf that I made live on air over the past week. and a bit, you can call us.
0: I've decided what I, I've decided when I learned to uh, knit and you learn to weld. Mm-hmm. What I what I'm going to um, what I'm going to knit. Uh, what do you call it? Crochet. 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 Uh uh-huh. I'm mm-hmm. going to do a scarf and it's going to be black.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: It can be it can be a little bit of color on you know a little bit of grey or flex or something. Mm-hmm, other. I don't mm-hmm. care. But
1: mm-hmm. Black. And it's for yourself.
0: Um, I haven't decided yet. Okay. I don't think mine would be good enough quality to give away. It's going to look pretty dodgy. I've got this feeling it's going to be all over the place.
1: This is gonna be great fun. I still have. Um, I've given away everything I've ever made, apart from the first thing I ever made because it was way too hard to give away. <laughs> um, but the first thing I ever made was a scarf, and the amazing thing is you can really tell which end was the end I started on because you can see I go, I go, I start off really quite. The tension's like all different because you have to have good tension. That's one of the main keys of crochet. If you pull it too tight, you get like really really hard you know, immobile um, wool out of it. But if you, you keep it nice and loose and it gets too, whole, too many holes in it, so you have to keep it like a nice even tension. And if you keep it even the whole way through, that's what it has a nice even product at the end. Mm-hmm. And so my tension's all over the place. And At one place there's like, you know, a couple of holes. Then you can see I go in circles where I can't figure out where I'm supposed to be going. And then, oh, here's the row again. And then <laughs> it's just a mess. And then it goes wide and then it goes narrow. And then, <laughs> and then finally I figure it out. And then I made it as long as I could make it in one week. So I call it my week-long scarf, and it is enormously long. But by the time I get to the other end of the week, my tension and my my technique is just down pat. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. My week-long scarf.
0: Anyway, we have a scarf to give away, a blue scarf. Mm -hmm. And Mon made it right here at Faith FM uh, while she was multitasking on the radio. And uh, how do you get the scarf, Mon?
1: It's very easy. You've got to give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. And register your details. So that's just your name and your number, which we won't use for any sort of spam or anything like that. We're just going to use it to give you a call back if you are the ha- name that's drawn out of the hat.
0: Or contact us on any of our social medias.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So what have we got for positively? Oh, we haven't even done our, our quiz for the clue yet. What's yes, this Friday? Okay, so <coughs> Things are today,
1: slowing down. Today is a what am I quiz. Sorry, mm-hmm. my voice is getting progressively worse.
0: Yeah, this is, this, is the, this is the flu going around. You and I just quietly dying here in mm-hmm, the studio.
1: Mm-hmm. What number am I? So this is the number of days the Feast of Purim was to be observed.
0: Ooh! Do you know it? I, I'm tossing up between two numbers, so you're going to have to call fast with the answer this one because I'm close.
1: So if you can give us a call before Lyle figures it out, I will give you double prizes today. Mm, yes. There you go. However, if he figures it out, only one prize, but hey, still a prize. Give us a call one eight hundred faith FM one 843 If you get it right, you will definitely win. Lyle, let me tell you a really cute story. Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever heard that story about um, the, uh, the 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 uh, the guy who called the wrong number and ended up talking to his future wife?
0: Uh, I think I may have heard this story mm. a long time ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a really, it's quite a popular story because it is so sweet. So he. Was it he or was it she who dialed the wrong number? Anyway, whatever. I think it was he. I think he dialed the wrong number and he got hold of her. And when they figured out it was the wrong number, they sort of joked around for a bit. And then he hung up and he had like a good feeling, you know, oh, that was nice. She was cool. And then he ended up having a pretty stressful day. Uh-huh. And so at the end of the day, he realized he hadn't made any new calls. And so if he picked up his phone and just pressed redial, he would get her again. And so he picked up his <laughs> phone and pressed redial. And when she picked up, he he was like, yeah. This is I just. back
0: in the days when you didn't have a call, lock. Like yeah. you had redial. Yeah, that's right. This, this is a while ago. Yeah, this is
1: like a desk phone, not, yeah, yeah. not, not a mobile. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so he was like, you oh, like know. 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. When it, when it was still remarkable to be able to make a redial. <laughs> yeah, was I, I remember the redial button was
0: such a cool button. It was yeah. so awesome. It was like, yeah. oh, wow. I can you felt like on. you were
1: like a robot in the future or something.
3: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he pressed redial. And she picked up again. And he said, look, you know, I just really enjoyed talking to you. And, you know, I've had a rotten day. So I thought I might just chat with you some more. And they ended up getting married. And uh, (laughs) it's just so cute. But it's kind of happened again. This time with some sense. We should
0: track those people down and find out how they're going. Yeah. Maybe they've kids. Those kids should be like the same age as my kids by now. Yeah,
1: yeah. That'd be cool, actually. We should do some investigative journalism. So we have another wrong call number, which this time has resulted in a new best friend and a 10-hour road trip between, between, would you believe, Centenarians.
0: Oh, wow. Yes. Like old people.
1: Yeah, super old people. So several months centenarian, ago. centenarian. How, how old is
0: centenarian?
1: Like in their hundreds. Yeah,
0: that's what I was thinking. That's yeah, like that's yeah. a hundred. That's so like ancient.
1: Irene Wilkinson, um, she accidentally dialed a seven instead of an eight for a numbers area code. And uh, it was a simple mistake that had a wonderful outcome. She unintentionally called a woman in, uh, in Tennessee, which is another state to where she was, named Rosa. And instead of hanging out, the two women talked on the phone for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: This is the best ever. Old people are the greatest at talking. Up. They, they, you get the whole person talking. They just yeah, go they and just go can. and go. There must have been two
1: old lonely souls. And uh, she said, she sounded like a nice lady. So we talked about our lives and children like old people do. <laughs> and the friendship didn't stop there. The two women started calling together constantly. And for months, they actually spent hours talking to other on the phone. And finally, Rosa became determined to meet Irene, at her nursing home in Illinois, so you know when Illinois moves to Tennessee. Is that yeah, other? that's a
0: long way. That's, that's a, a long way. It's a big way. step, for, particularly for a hundred year old.
1: Uh-huh. So, Rosa then convinced her daughter to drive her all the way up from, um,
0: to, her daughter to drive all the way up from- Well, how old's her daughter? She must be like
1: mm-hmm. 70, 80. So, Rosa had to convince her own daughter to drive from Florida to pick up um, to pick up Irene in Tennessee and make the 10 hour drive to Illinois. And uh, and when the two friends finally met, um, Irene said she started bawling, and uh, yeah, and they have they have uh, pictures on on Facebook. The uh, the fountains at Granite City is the name of the nursing home. So they took a little video and a video uh, some photos, and they put it up on Facebook, and uh, and yeah, and it, it of course went viral. <laughs> I wonder how
0: we're going to meet people in heaven. You know, so many more people are going to be in heaven than obviously here on earth because you've got you know the saved of all ages, mm-hmm. um, as we might say, and. You know, we've got a lot of time. It's going to be interesting to see how some of the friendships and connections take place when you've got, you know, I bet there'll be some random ones like this as well where they just sort of accidentally bump into each other and a whole friendship develops.
1: Absolutely. I'm looking forward to heaven as well in that same regard because my friends are all over the planet. It'd be very difficult for me to ever get my friends all in the one place at the one time. So heaven, I'm really looking forward to that.
3: Yep. Yep. Okay,
1: have you heard about um, Michael Phelps' um, swimming record got smashed? Nope. <clears throat> okay, so Michael Phelps' longest-standing swimming record, actually, it's uh, it's for the butterfly, uh, hundred-meter butterfly, and um, he did it in uh, one minute, ten seconds, and forty-eight milliseconds. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been smashed by a guy called Clark Kent Apunda. Yeah. <laughs> I love kidding. it. <laughs> yeah. His friends call him Superman. Oh,
0: yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But
1: this is the amazing Clark Kent's man. Well, how you would expect Clark Kent to smash yeah. a swimming record? And oh, all by all the records. way, this record has been was set in 1995. But this is the amazing thing. Guess how old Clark Kent is? I uh, have No idea. He's only ten years old. No, he's ten way. years old. And he's just smashed, like Michael Phelps, longest held swimming record. So what does Phelps have got to say about this? Uh, I don't think he said anything. I think he's a bit scared these kids would never wind up in the Olympics. I mean, I've got a picture here of this kid, Clark Kent, and he's already wearing like a whole armada of gold medals around his neck. So he's destined... What did you this, say his last name was? Uh,
0: um, Apunda. Doesn't doesn't look like an African to me, but it sounds like an African name.
1: Yeah, no, I think he's uh I think he's like maybe sort of Asian or something. Yeah. Anyway, amazing ten year old record. Who would have thought? If you didn't have any records that you smashed, tell us, we'd be really interested. in my bleed. Did my
5: sovereign die? Would he that secret head of someone such as I So I
0: Weather Up with At The Cross here on Faith FM. And we have time for another clue for our quiz. What do we got there, Mon? Yes. Them
1: on? What number am I? The number of wives Elkanah, the father of Samuel, had. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Easy, 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 easy. Smashed it. Okay. Alison Watkins has just come out and stated that um, sugar intake has nothing to do with obesity rates. And to prove that, she has noted that obesity has doubled in the United States since 1990 and that sugar intake from um, sugary drinks is down uh, and that less than 2% of the kilojoule intake from, from, uh, comes from soft drinks.
1: Wait, who is this?
0: This is Alison Watkins. Who is she? The managing director of Coca Cola. Yeah,
1: exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Like I was like, she's either like a total retard. Like what? What on earth? What on earth?
0: Yeah, that was only someone (laughs) who has
1: sold their soul to the corporation would say something as (laughs) brain dead as that.
0: Tell you what, it's it's amazing because you know this is this is a very good example of you know when somebody with a lot of a lot of authority stands up and speaks with confidence. Uh huh. Uh, how people tend to listen to it and not check the facts. There is not a single solitary piece of research on the planet that is going to tell you that sugar is not related to obesity. Between 1998 and 2015, uh, here in Australia, obesity has gone up from 56% to 63%. And in men, obesity is now at 71% of all males in Australia are obese.
1: It's so stupid that her her, her theory is, <coughs> oh, people aren't drinking as much sugary drink, but they're all still fat. Therefore, sugar doesn't cause it obesity. It's like... Even if people aren't drinking as much, it's still causing them to be fat. Like, no yeah, matter it's, how, it's, it's like it's, saying, oh, people you call, aren't taking as much call, arsenic, so it's not causing death." But it, it doesn't matter how much arsenic you take, you're gonna die. This is
0: this is spin at its best. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is the, the ultimate in spin right here. This is why, of course, of course, she said um, she she said soft drinks. And of course, we immediately think of everything that's in the fridge and the vending machine when we think of uh, think of that. But she did not include sports drinks, energy drinks, oh. iced tea, fruit juices, which often have just as much or more sugar than some of those oh, soft absolutely. drinks. Oh, absolutely.
1: And this is why you and I have an important job, Lyle, because when people like this get up and say moronic things like <laughs> that to try and persuade the public that sugar doesn't cause obesity, you and I who have public voices need to get up and say... You're a fool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, expose fake news and spin whenever it turns up. Yeah. Now, um, what, one of the other things that's interesting out of this is that if you get a small percentage of people who go sugar-free, it actually skews the figures out of proportion of those who are staying on sugar, which is what we've had happen here in Australia. Oh, really? Yeah. So we've got a small percentage of people who go sugar-free, which, which is which which would account for. A drop in sugar intake across the broader population, yeah, but it's only taking place in a very small demographic, yeah, and so it's not actually affecting our obesity rates. It's just yeah, um,
1: and that would in Australia that would be because of the work of uh, I think her name is Sarah Wilkinson or Sarah w- Wilson, who um, she wrote this book I Quit Sugar, which has a accompanying cookbook, and it it was big, it, like it became um, very popular book, very popular health book, and um, I personally. Like I I did the whole I quit sugar thing and I did purchase both her books. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they have become some of the only books in my entire life that I've ever taken back to the shop and demanded a refund for. Oh, really? Yeah. Because although I definitely agree with her that we need to stop eating refined sugar, um, her diet that she then uh, proclaims to be like the good diet to eat is actually one of high fat oh, and it's, yeah, it's yeah, disgraceful. So it's all just, the all the recipes were like just covered in eggs and bacon and whatnot and it's, it was like, sure, you might be sugar-free, but your arteries are going to be clogged as all get out. <laughs> and so it wasn't quite the solution, but it is her work that I imagine would be um, promoting the sugar-free uh, stats here in Australia for sure.
0: Yeah, and sugar-free is great. Um, I've been... Basically sugar free until uh, Marta came back from Poland and bought um, chocolate bars the other yeah,
1: day. Yeah, good one, Marta. But uh, feel free to bring some more back. So I'm sugar free <laughs> as
0: of I'm sugar free as of uh, yesterday when we finished the, the last of those chocolate bars. But basically sugar free for this year and uh, the year before. Um, sort of tapered off a bit over the Christmas break, but. Um, yeah, and it's a, it's a great way to live. I'm happy yeah, with it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting how well it, it is a true addiction because you know I've oh, got a friend who was sure. an alcoholic and he went to AA and all that kind of thing, and he talked about how that you know you're an alcoholic for life and you're only ever one drink away from being an alcoholic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, what I've realised is that I'm only one chocolate bar away from being a sugar addict.
1: Yes. Yeah. You, know,
0: you have that. You have that because <clears throat> you go through that whole period of, you know, you give up sugar. And you know you you finish your meal and you feel like you're some dessert and you go and open the fridge door and you stand there staring into the fridge mm-hmm. and your brain is saying I know this I know there's something left in here somewhere with some sugar in it mm-hmm. and you do that for about a month and then you're fine and you don't miss it at all and it's like this is great I've got it beat it's easy and then you have um, <coughs> you have one piece of sugar and you're back to staring in the fridge again yeah just like that just like click you know mm-hmm. you, you've been off the stuff for like what eight months or something or other mm-hmm. and and. and and one chocolate bar and you're
1: standing there looking at the fridge. Yeah, And I think, I mean, if people want to go sugar-free and they really should, um, you know. I'm
0: not sugar-free as in label reading sugar-free. I just don't buy desserts. I don't buy sweets. I don't buy sugary drinks.
1: And that's one of the other reasons I I wouldn't necessarily recommend. I appreciate Sarah Wilson's work with the I Quit Sugar but I also wouldn't necessarily recommend her program because it it goes into like these weird, like, you know, you suddenly can't eat blueberries anymore. It's like, what?
0: Yeah, I I eat fruit. Yes, you
1: should eat every fruit there is. I mean apart of from the poisonous ones um, But like refined sugar And, and I, th- I think small amounts of like honey Maple syrup agave That kind of stuff is fine um, You know it's a natural sort of sugar And and uh, but anything that's been refined is not great, and it's easy to pick those that you know don't don't eat cake, don't eat cookies, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, all that. You know, I mean, yeah. I have cereal for breakfast. There's sugar in cereal there I, you know, I have. Yeah, Whippics yeah, wheat bits and cornflakes yeah. and, and some soy milk, and you know, there's a there's a little and bit of sugar in everything. They, I don't, I'm not a label reading sugar. For some free,
1: people, but. they do need to cut out things like um, any kinds of sauces and uh, and dressings and cereals because it's still too much of a pull for them. But I think the encouraging thing is to research. Um, all the different things that sugar like destroys and be encouraged that you're on a great path, particularly at the moment they keep finding more and more evidence showing that sugar is actually the leading cause of Alzheimer's. So, yeah. So yeah.
0: Man, that's the one disease that terrifies me yeah. more than anything yeah. else. I would rather have um, – I think I'd rather have the worst kind of cancer than yeah, have Alzheimer's. If you
1: go sugar-free, you'll be pretty set to never get Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I, I, guess, I guess I would describe sure, it myself your brain. as dessert and sweet drink free.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking uh, of sweet drink, would you like some of this herbal tea? Well, I
0: would love some of that herbal tea. I've been watching <laughs> you there making it like, is she going to share? Is she gonna share? Please,
1: I have please. this special lemon echinacea tea that I got from the Americas. Oh, I know, I've had it's it delicious. once before. It
0: is amazing. Okay, here's a, uh, another uh, sign of the times. Apple has been the first company to just hit $1 trillion worth of value. Ooh. Um that makes it bigger than Exxon and Mobil and uh Procter and Gamble and means that it's four p- makes up 4% of the S&P 500. This is a massive company that is much much larger than, you know, the majority of countries in our world. Wow. Has a bigger bigger value than the than the economy of uh you know, a l- very large amount of companies. And I
1: guess them. most of their products aren't even tangible, which is quite incredible if you think about it.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. it's, not,
1: it's not the sale of mobile phones that would have done that. And, it's and, all their subscriptions. The,
0: the, um, and, and, you know, because talk, they, you know, they talk about Fang. You've heard about Fang? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Facebook, Apple, Netflix. Google. Google. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, which one's going to hit one trillion trillion first? Mm-hmm. Amazon is just behind. It's snapping at its heels. No, yeah, yeah. It's going yeah. to be second up there. And when you get companies like this that are selling ether,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, selling mm-hmm. zeros mm-hmm. and ones, mm-hmm. and they are worth more than oil, Mm-hmm. Which is a non-renewable resource. Mm -hmm. That's got to be a sign of the times. That's definitely got to be a sign of the times. Actually, interestingly
1: enough, next week, Lyle, I'm going to taking a day off work because I'm going to a seminar about um, Amazon coming to Australia. Hmm. I'm going to take some interesting notes and tell you all about it. Yeah, please do. In
0: 2006, Apple was worth $20 billion. Whoa. And uh, a few years later, $229 billion.
1: And now they're in the trillions. What comes after yeah. trillions? Is it squizillions? I'm sure it must be.
0: <laughs> something like that. I think so. I, I oh, vote. Bajillions. No, I, 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 I like squizillions better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's something interesting in the United States Catholics in the United States, only 43% of them support the death penalty. Evangelicals, 70%. That's a bit scary. Why is that? Oh, I tell you what, you are got to. Hats off to uh, American Catholics, right there. Right yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. And I always seem to find American evangelicals to I be mean, very passionate, sort of mob mentality kind of people. Am I wrong there? Well,
0: there's some truth and some error to it. Um, yes and no. Mm. But anyway, we need to move on. Let us know your opinion. But at this time, we're going to listen to Tammy Larson.
4: Can feel the wind blow, but there's no one who knows where it's going.
1: To Faith FM. So, we're going to continue with part two of our interview with Arthur Branner. We heard earlier this week from his wife, Esme. We had part one and part two. And now we're doing the second half of his interview. Truly an amazing a testimony from start to finish how God has worked in both their lives. We heard yesterday from Arthur how it's just an, an incredible glimpse of the way the Lord definitely led him through his earlier years and into his military career and how the Lord has been using him there. We're going to pick up the story again. We've just heard how Arthur's family, half his family has just died in one fell swoop and, uh, and he's now being deployed to Iraq as a chaplain for the military and the way that God uses him there is a truly incredible. Stay tuned, we're going to have this right now. That must have been such a tough thing to do, to, to have lost half your family and then to have to go and to, I suppose, feed other people at a time when I guess you, you would be needing healing yourself.
6: It was it was one of the most heart-wrenching and difficult things that i have ever had to do. And I cried out to God and said, Lord, you're going to have to heal me because i cannot have my mind and heart in two different places these men and soldiers are going to need me during perhaps the most dangerous and the most precarious time in their lives and i need to be fully present in order to provide a ministry that's going to be of any good to anyone and so i begin to see god do some things behind the scenes that would, that would forever register in my heart and the events that took place within that year are so profound as I see the hand of God move to both heal me and to heal others in the process of being there in Iraq.
1: Now, you, um, tell us a little bit about the documentary that was made about your time in Iraq. Like, what did that focus on?
6: So, I, I belong to a military intelligence unit whose sole purpose was to seek out uh, weapons caches and remove them from the hands of the enemies so that those weapons couldn't be used on United States soldiers. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had 186 soldiers in our battalion. And one of the responsibilities that I seen as a chaplain and was perhaps a bit unconventional for many chaplains is I took my responsibility very personal. So what I did was, as soon as we landed, boots on the ground, I took the 186 soldiers and divided them by the days of the week. And I began to pray, which, which led up to about 26 soldiers I would pray for every day. And at the end of the week, I start all over again and begin to pray for them. Well, that began something that I would never expect that God would begin to do. It was the result of those prayers, as I began to see God moving in mighty ways, that was actually seeing the deliverance of many soldiers who would otherwise have died in war. But because of prayer, their lives were preserved in in powerful ways. I can remember having been there the first week we were on ground. We had a group of people, a convoy that went out this one particular day and God led me to pray Psalms 91 for them before they left. The soldiers I could see were a little bit impatient and were sort of like, okay, chaplain, you're kind of holding up us, our time, you're kind of wasting our time, but we'll indulge you. Go ahead and pray for us. Well, later on that day, as they were heading toward Adiwania they would encounter insurgents who had implanted an IED, an improvised explosive device, mm. and it would blow up in the middle of the convoy. But here's the most astounding thing. Where the, where the IED exploded, there was a soldier in one of our vehicles who was standing up in the turn, exposed to the open air, and the, the bomb, that was planted by the roadside was actually a van full of shrapnel, bolts, screws, nuts, and this this van was exploded in just, and it would literally spray shrapnel, and, and Sergeant Venezuela, who was standing up in the turret, it would blow up right in front of him, but the shrapnel, Went all around him and on the faceplate behind him, the silhouette of where he was, shrapnel was, but not one piece of shrapnel touched him and not a single soldier was injured at all.
1: Oh, wow.
6: This would be the beginning of testimonies. And what happened after that, to make a long story short, Soldiers begin to knock on my door. They would not go out to employ their mission unless they they would actually even say, Chaplain, we're not going out on mission until you pray for us because we know that God uses your prayers and protects us. Mm. Soldiers would actually come and knock on my door with tears in their eyes. And 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 I would look and say, come on in, what's wrong? What's wrong? Chaplain, I just wanna, I just wanna, I just wanna thank you for praying for us.
3: Oh, wow. Today
6: we were out on convoy. And as we were approaching the crest of a hill, unbeknownst to us, as we were traveling, 70 miles an hour on the other side of the hill were three huge craters where an IED had just been exploded. And he said, when we got to the top of the hill, all I could do is jerk my wheel to avoid going into the crater. And he said, there was a dust of trail because we were on a dusty road and the vehicles behind me, all they could do is jerk their wheel as well, avoiding it. And not a single vehicle went into the hole. He said, on our way back, we measured the length of the hole. It was 18 feet across. And he said it was 10 feet deep. He said, had we gone into that hole, we would have all died because it would have ended in a major pileup collision with all seven of our vehicles and we would have probably all died. Chaplain, I want to thank you for your prayers. It spared our lives. Then there would be other occasions where Lieutenant Kamarasa, one of our Uh, soldiers in a detached unit in Iskanderia would say to me, Chaplain, she called me up and said, thank you for your prayers. Today, a mortar came into camp. It fell right at my feet. I could hear it coming and it was whistling in and it fell at my feet, but it didn't explode. And I want to thank you, Chaplain. I believe that that was meant to explode, and I wouldn't be here today, but because of your prayers, thank you so much for praying for us as soldiers. I would hear these kinds of testimonies day in and day out, day in and day out, all the way to the time that we left.
1: It truly is just, all these stories are just testimonies about how great the God we serve
6: really is. Yes, yes. And the culminating event of all these things that transpired was when we returned home. I would hear something from our commander that I had never known at the time, which was totally astounding. Because, you see, each and every day before I would engage the day, I would pray the prayer of Psalms 91. And it, I never knew and understood just how powerful that that Psalms would be. And how much prayer would be an intricate part of helping our battalion to survive everything that it went through. But as my battalion commander stood up and he began to give the commencing address, he said, I know that our soldiers return." all of them, not a single soldier died, not a single loss of limb. And he said, I believe that it happened as a result of the prayers of the chaplain. And then it would be the next thing that would come from his mouth that would totally astound me. He said this, he said, our unit, our unit executed over 4,000 missions. And not one soldier died and not a single soldier lost his limb. And then the words of Psalms 91 came hitting hard in my soul. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him. Will thy trust. Surely he will deliver thee from the snare of the fowl and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thy trust. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night nor the arrow by day nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor the destruction that wasteth that noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh
1: thee. Amen. It's truly an incredible story, Arthur. Um, yeah. just in our last few minutes, share, share a little bit with us, uh, about science of salvation. It's the ministry that you and your wife have been, um, Ministering to the people uh, with the last 25 years, um, you know, you have uh, your PhD that you're working on, and th- this ministry is just incredible in the way it approaches the theme of salvation uh, in terms that it goes into the science of it. So, tell us a, just a little bit about that, and then also maybe how uh, our listeners can access uh, more information about it, too.
6: Ah, uh, yes. Let me tell you, I'm so, so excited, Monica, about this ministry called Science of Salvation where we marry the latest cutting edge science and research with regards to the mind. And we couple it with what the Bible has to say in validating the latest science. My wife does the science and I show the science from the word of God. And our threefold mission is to share not only these cutting edge things, but Our mission is to create the chemistry of love with grace from above. Our vision as a science of salvation is to provide formulas of success for families to progress. And what we, what we desire and design to do is to help families to have happy, wholesome relationships through promoting the science of change and helping them to understand how the Bible validates the method and the means by which we are able to change and then to assist in promoting the message of health for people to recognize that 90% of health is related to, to how you process mentally. And so that's our goal as a, a, a ministry is to help people. People become acquainted with how to actually put the laws of health into practice by using those things that will actually uh, are actually uh, validated in research and are found in the word of God.
1: And where can we go to find some more information? Because that sounds incredible.
6: Yes, you can go to scienceofsalvation.org or .com, both either or. And uh, there we have our ministry listed. We are still developing our website, our uh, our website, uh, but there you can find out information about more of what we do, and also to schedule us for appointments, for speaking engagements, and so forth.
1: Well thank you so much for joining us today Arthur It's an incredible story of what can happen with a life When you dedicate it to God When you choose to remain true to His teachings And when you call out to His name uh, In trust and in faith Thank you so much uh, for sharing your story Both you and your wife yesterday I really have appreciated your time on Faith FM this morning
6: Thank you so much, Monica, for the time and opportunity to share.
1: Of course, those informations on science of Salvation is already up on our socials, so you check out Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Twitter, and you will find more information there. Stay tuned for more great programming today.
7: Mine eyes have seen the glory Of the coming of the Lord Trampling out the vintage where The grapes of wrath are stored He hath loosed the fateful lightning Of his terrible swift sword His truth is marching on Glory, glory Watching on in the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea. With the glory in His bosom that transfigures you and me, as He died to make men holy, let us let us make men free. While God is marching on. Glory, glory,
3: hallelujah. Glory, glory,
7: hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching
1: said than done but there's a program called forgive to live designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness so if you're keen to take that first step head to forgivetolive.org.au Join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales.
0: Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile.
7: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.